If you were no longer affected by the judgment of others and you stopped judging yourself, would you make different choices? Why make choices in your life based on judgments instead of on your awareness of what would create the life and living you desire? Everyone has the potency to make inspired choices. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the creativity that is you. Now, here is the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show, Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Christine, tonight for an amazing show with the wonderful Gary Douglas. And we're going to be talking about denying the magic. And before I bring Gary in, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. I would love to be your possibilities coach. Working together, we will co-create the living and loving you desire with all the possibilities available in the universe. I am an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator, BARS Facilitator, Possibilities Coach, Energy Healer, Radio Show Host and Producer, as well as a Website Builder and so much more. My programs assist you in bringing more possibilities to actualization. Are you ready to claim what you desire? Connect with me to learn more. I do charge for this, but the first five minutes are always free. So ask yourself, what are you ready for now, and what mystery would you like to unravel? Now, last week, the show was called, What is This Access Thing? And we had so many fantastic testimonials, and I really wanted to do that leading into today's show with Gary. Gary, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so um, we're all ready. We've got our glass of wine. I hope you have yours sitting with you, and we're just going to jump right into it. So today's show is what have you been denying yourself that if you could create more magic than you've ever imagined? Do you know that you've created, you are the creator of magic for your being? Are you ready to know the truth of the possibilities for you? So Gary, let's just start off right at the very beginning. I mean, you're the founder of Access Consciousness. You have created so much magic in the world and you've impacted so many people and thank you for everything that you've been doing and for all of us. Can you give us a definition of what magic really is? Magic is the space of being which invites every possibility. So it's the state state of being or the space the of being? State. Space. There's no state of being. It's not, you know, Connecticut is not the state. New York is not the state. California is not the state of magic. <laughs> it's the space of magic, not a it's state of magic. Excellent. So we have a question in the chat room from Danielle, and she's magic acknowledgement of awareness. It's it's not just the acknowledgement of awareness. It's the choice you make to be aware at all times. What people tend to do is they cut off part of their awareness in order to create, quote-unquote, what they think has to be, but thinking is never awareness. So you've got to function from that space of awareness, which allows all possibilities to show up. So what is the one most incredible thing that you've created magically besides access consciousness? 
my life. <laughs> can, can you give us a uh, an example besides that amazing life that you have created? Well, it's like the thing is, it's like I, you know, it's like I was looking around. I spent years, you know, I spent years lusting after, you know, old cars. I liked old cars. I went out and I, you know, I had had 57 Thunderbird for years. So I decided I wanted a 57 Thunderbird for years. So I went out and I found a new one, you know, like I found a replacement for my 57 Thunderbird. It turned out not to be that great a car, so I fixed it all up. And by the time I got through fixing it up, I didn't really care about it anymore. I went, okay, don't go back, go forward. What would you really like to create? And I realized that one of the things I loved was the 1959 and 1960 cars. So I decided I wanted a 1959 or 1960 Chevrolet or Buick. And uh, lo and behold, I found a 1960 Buick online that was really cool, really good, and I ended up being able to get it at a reasonable price, and I still have that thing. But the fun part of it was it's like, I had negotiated with it. I thought I had everything arranged, and then somebody bought it out from under me. And then it then it arrived on a truck, and it was a gift to me. It was a gift to you. Yes, someone <laughs> bought it as a <laughs> gift to me. Wow! You know, that and is I magical. just was like, I was blown away because you know it's like, what did I do to deserve that? You know, it's like, and the thing is that I had always been of the opinion that one had, one only got what one deserved based on what one did for someone else before anybody would give you anything. And suddenly here I have somebody who's giving me a gift, not based on what I've done, but based on who I be. Pretty amazing. I'm just... So it's like, yeah, yeah that's just one example, you know. And the other thing is, it's like I've enjoyed antiques for years, and I love sterling silver. So I found this guy who, you know, like, he sells me silver at uh, just slightly over melt value because he doesn't want to have to melt the stuff. So <clears throat> I bought a, uh, I bought a, a set of uh, tea ser- you know, tea service. It's coffee, tea, and and cream and sugar, and yes. I sent them over to Australia to my antique shop over there to sell, and the an- the person that I put in charge of the antique, Kurt Hughes, it's like he looked them up, he looked up the maker, and it turns out all of this stuff is in museums, and so the theft that I paid a couple thousand dollars for turned out to be worth $17,000. Oh, Magical wow. thing. So it's Very like, magical. and I didn't, now, because, you know, it's like, that's just one of many examples of magical things that have shown up for me. And I look at it and I just go, wow, how did I get so lucky? You know, and it's like I have people in my life who research and do things. I have people who will contribute to me in ways because of my contribution to them. And it's like when your whole life is created from the contribution you can be, contribution you can receive is equally as great and good. Hmm. I love that. Gary, you said um, when you first received that car that you asked yourself, uh, how did I do this? 
so many of us grew up with that whole mentality that we were told we had to earn something, we had to deserve it. Could you yeah. give us all a clearing to get us through that craziness, sure. that lie? What stupidity am I using to avoid the receiving I could be choosing? And everything that is, times of God's way, we just trying to create it all. Right, yeah. wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Yucky. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Can you do it again? <laughs> yeah. So what stupidity am I using to avoid the receiving I could be choosing? Everything that is, times of God's billion, we just trying to create it all. Right yeah. and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Oh. Wow. You know, apparently there's the a other, lot of us. Yeah. Go on. Uh, we have a question from Andrew in the chat room. He said, I listened to the Ten Commandments of Access telecall with Marilyn, number nine. Don't buy the story. I had a great deal of new awareness for myself, especially how much I buy my own story, which eliminates any possibility of magic. How can I break the lifelong habit of buying my own and other people's concluded stories? Stop. Just stop. <laughs> you know, it's like their story and your own story is just an interesting point of view. It's not real or true or right or good. It's just the point of view. Now, it's like if you have the point of view, like at one time I was I was sick and I was tired all the time and I'm going, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm sick and I'm tired all the time. It's so awful. I hate being sick and I hate being tired. And so I was you know, like working really hard at being sick and tired. And so I, I, you know, I was having an argument with my wife and as she left the room, I thought, oh, I'm sick and tired of it. I went, oh, my God, I've been thinking for months I'm sick and tired of this. And in thinking I'm sick and tired of it, guess what I had created for my boss? Mm -hmm. Sick and tired. Okay, I just got that. (laughs) exactly the way you're supposed to do it. So what can we do to step into being the magic? Well, first of all, question is the greatest source for the creation of magic. Every time you ask a question, you open the door to the possibilities that can exist. So you got to start with, okay, what question can I be that would create more magic for me than any other reality? Because mm-hmm. we, think, we think reality is, you know, reality is what's real. Okay, so is reality what's real, or is it what people align and agree with? Basically, reality is based on what two or more people agreeing with a point of view. What if that wasn't actually necessary or true? But if there was a different possibility available that we haven't considered? But you got to have the question, what else is possible here that I've never considered? You've got to have the question of, what would I like to create? What would I like to be? What would I like to do? What would I like to have? What would actually work for me? Strange concept, huh? It is a strange what concept. What for me? You know, Gary, um, you and I met the first time, uh, I think it was about a year ago in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. And I'm actually going there this weekend, so I can't wait to play with Dane and everybody coming for the ESB. How much fun are we going to have? 
and you know you've got such a keen awareness and you you've got so much laughter with all the chaos and the craziness around you when did it just become hilarious for you of all the craziness we choose here well i think when i finally realized that my story was just an interesting point of view i started to realize wow I'm as crazy as everybody else. <laughs> you know, because I was trying to buy my story and try to prove to myself that I had a miserable life and that things weren't good, and I was trying to prove all kinds of stuff. Well, was any of that really true, or was that what I was creating with my story? It was what I was creating based on my story. It doesn't make much sense, but it's like that's the way most of us do it. You do it from this point of view of my story is, and therefore, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, what if there was no therefore in your life? If there's no therefore, then one thing does not follow from another. Everything is a choice. And if you start to live from everything being a choice, a whole different world opens up for you. Mm. And, you know, it's like I began to see the funny in my life because I would be having a problem. i go, I have a problem. I go, what question is I have a problem? Oh, yeah, that's a conclusion. Guess what that indicates? Oh, yeah, I have a conclusion. If I have a conclusion, what am I going to have available to choose from? Oh, nothing, just the conclusions I've already made. Mm-hmm. What else could be possible that we haven't considered? The questions are all- the questions are amazing. I mean, th- those have started to unlock since I, you know, was introduced access. They started to unlock my world big time, and um, you know my brain always wanted to go find an answer. And yeah. so initially, initially that you know I had to distract my brain actually <laughs> from thinking. Um, but the the piece around where people are are constantly like we we buy the story, tell the story, that whole piece. Where does it actually begin? If we're little, are we buying? The parent, our parent story, the people around us, are those where we start this whole chaos? Well, when you when you first come into a body, you actually sort of look around you. Oh, so I think most people go, "Oh my, oh my God, how the hell did I get here?" Yeah, I think that's how most kids come in, and then they go, "Oh God, these people seem to be able to handle this place. I don't know how they're doing it. How can I be? How can I handle things as well as they do?" And instead of functioning from the question, we try to function from the answer. Then they send you to school and teach you you have to get it right. Uh-huh. So once you've gone to school, it's like you're sort of dead meat from that point on. You have to figure out how to get everything right in life. But the thing is, it's like what if nothing was right and nothing was wrong and everything was just a choice? And when I, you know, when I looked at that, I went, wow. Everything is just a choice. Nothing is right or nothing is wrong. Then what choices are there available besides what makes me wrong or what makes me right? And the problem with, you know, most of us being humanoids, we always make ourselves wrong and everybody else right. Yep. (laughs) So is that why when babies are born, they're screaming? (laughs) I think so, personally. You know, I mean, there are some babies who don't, and it's like... But usually the babies who don't came in to a parent, you know, came in to one, at least one parent that they knew they could control, number one. But number two, that, you know, would not invalidate them for being. I love it. My youngest daughter had a, a boy son. He's the cutest little guy. 
and he is just a crack-up. And Dane and I went in the pool today with him, and he would go, jump, jump. And he'd go, one, two, three. And then he'd jump. And so we would have to catch him and bring him to the pool, and he'd just laugh hysterically. And then, you know, it's like, and then he, you know, it's like he watched Dane dive in the pool, and he went, oh, I want to do that. So he bent down, just like Dane had done, put himself in the dive position, and kept trying to go to jump. He couldn't figure out quite how to do it. But he knows that's what he's supposed to do. But whatever he would go jump, he would laugh. And eventually I watched him, and he, you know, and he would go, Dane, your turn, your turn. And he would make Dave, Dane dive in again because he loved watching Dane dive. And he would laugh hysterically when Dane would, Dane would dive in. I thought, you know what? This is a level of exuberance of living that few people are willing to have. But this kid came in with that exuberance for living and has gotten better over time. Quite amazing what can actually occur. So that leads me to a question. Now, we've just got a couple minutes. We're going to go to our first break. But how do we actually teach kids how to be the magic they truly be? And they've already been indoctrinated into to all of these limitations that you've talked about. And, you know, whether they're 2 or whether they're 12 or 20, how can we teach them to be the magic they be? Ask them a question. What do you know that nobody ever told you you knew? What do you know uh, nobody ever told you you knew? Yeah. And when you, uh, when you ask that of a kid, they start going, oh. And they start looking at all the things they know that are not based on what they learned in school or what somebody else told them. But they just know things. And they begin to realize they're not incompetent. And from that, they become extremely competent. So they start acknowledging their own knowing when we are asking them yeah. those questions. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the tagline of access, empowering people to know that they know. Because that's really the only thing that's worth having in life. If we teach everybody to know that they know, then nobody will doubt themselves and live in the stress of their misery based on the doubt they make more real than what they know. Hmm. And what's it going to take for that to happen, Gary? Question. <laughs> okay, asking more questions, everybody. Are you listening? So we're going to go for a quick break, and if you would like to connect with Gary and ask him a question, you can call in from the U.S. at 815-880-8255, and in Canada, 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us at a, the number 2, zen.fm, and we're going to go for a quick break, and when we come back, we've got some more questions for you, Gary, so everyone, hang on, we'll be right back. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. 
What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255, talk, or Canada 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Christine and Gary Douglas, and we are talking about denying the magic. Gary, why is it that we deny the magic when it's right there and present in front of us all the time in every moment? Well, first of all, we're all told that you can't have that point of view, you can't think that, you can't be aware of that, you can't, you can't, you can't. And it's like the one thing, you know, it's like when I was a little kid, I used to get out of my body, walk across the ceiling, and open the door to my bedroom so I could listen to the radio programs that my parents were listening to. And I knew I was doing it. And so, you know, it's like, so one morning I mentioned to my mother that I did, you know, I mentioned something about one of the radio programs. She says, how do you know that? I said, because I get out of my body and I go and I open the door and I listen. And she goes, you can't do that. That's just your imagination. And I was never able to do it again because I respected my mother so much. I believe she knew more than I did. We <laughs> give up our magic and our abilities based on somebody else we decide knows more than we are or somebody we respect who we've decided knows more than we do. Okay. Gary, we need a clearing about respecting our elders because that just brought up a whole bunch of crap for me. <laughs> Good. So what have you made so vital about, res- uh, about possessing respect for elders that keeps you from respecting you? Oh. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just run and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and talk, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So what have you made so vital about possessing total respect for elders that keeps you from respecting you? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just run and create it all. Yes. (laughs) Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and talk, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Holy crap. Everybody's reacting in the chat room, and my arms, I can hardly lift my arms right now, so I think I'm going to run that a few times. What do you think, Gary? Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea, because it's like, you know, we're always told you have to respect your elders, but the funny thing about it is, how many of your elders are as smart as you? 
Wow. And it's like, I mean, I, I had elders that, you know, that I grew up around, and there were these very judgmental people with very limited points of view, but I kept trying to respect them as having somebody, as being somebody who knew more than I did. But as I watched, as I watched them function in life, I, I would have to look at it and go, now, why would you choose that? I, don't, I thought you were supposed to be smart. Why would you choose that? Why wouldn't you choose something greater, bigger, more wonderful, more easy, easy, something that would make some kind of sense, but they wouldn't do it? So I finally began to look at it and go, okay, so I can respect somebody who actually proves to me that they have some capacity or ability. And so that's, that's what we should be functioning from. Yeah. You know, look at somebody who has a capacity or ability, and yes, yeah, like, I will look at somebody who has a capacity or ability I have, and I'll go, good, I want that. And I will do everything I can to create that possibility for myself, as well as for everybody else I'm involved with. The first time I, sorry, the first time I heard, heard that was uh, when we were in Venice, and I was si- sitting by Nellifer. And um, I don't know who was on stage, whether it was you or Dane or who, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And I, sa- I said, I wish I could do that. And she leaned over and she said, all you have to say is, what would it take for me to have that capacity? Yep, she is correct. Smart woman. Yep, that's all it takes is to ask for it. The thing is, what we, you know, we don't realize the real magic in life is that you can ask for anything and get it. Ask and you shall receive is a reality. So what is it that uh, we keep buying the lie that it should happen instantaneously, like in in five seconds, otherwise we are not magic? Well, the thing is, what we, you know, like if you really looked at it, it might happen in five seconds. But will you let yourself be it in five seconds? Or do you have this idea that you, that things, you have to process before you can ask something. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like I see people all the time. Oh well, you know, it's like you have to. I have to go home and process this. Process it. Why do you have to process anything? You know, because it's like we've why becoming it. It's like, but we've been told that that's the way it's supposed to be. You have to process everything, and we have to understand it all. Yeah, and it's like the problem with understanding is that means you stand at somebody else's point of view. Yeah, I'm not choosing that anymore. <laughs> Good idea, because it's no fun standing other other understanding no. under other people's points of view. No, didn't you didn't you say at one time it was like standing under them and having a shit storm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I ha- like, go ahead. It's crazy. Okay, I have a couple questions here, Gary, I'm going to ask you. So Sharon's in the chat room, and she says, Gary, I found that questions create fabulously when we've gotten the conclusion out of the way, not so wonderfully with the conclusions in the way. Has that been your experience and any tips about getting to the interfering and conclusion faster? All you got to do is ask, is this a conclusion or a question? Is this a question? It's like I started, you know, when I realized that one had to ask a question, I started going, okay, is this a question? I go, oh, I hate this. 
What question is that? I don't like the way this is. What question is that? You know, it's like, my car is broken. What question is that? You know, it's like I moved I moved here to uh, to Texas. And it's like, and I'm going, God, i got to find a good mechanic for my 1960 Buick, right? Right. So I... I sent my uh, my assistant to go take the car in to get the tag on it that says it's functional and operational so I could take it and get it registered. So he goes to do that. I said, be sure and fill the car up. Now, the gas tank on the thing doesn't work properly, so if it says you have a half a tank of gas, you're on empty. So... <laughs> He calls me and he says, uh, the car died in the middle of the road. I said, did you get gas? He goes, no, it had half a tank. I said, I tell you to go get gas. I ain't kidding, dude. You got to do that because the reality is you're not, you're not actually aware of the fact that the gas tank doesn't work. The gas register doesn't work. He goes, oh, so what do I do now? I said, I'll come down and see what I can do to help you. So we're stuck in the middle of the road. And the thing weighs 8 million pounds. It's all metal. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's much metal. I backed into a brick wall the other day, and it didn't hurt the car. <laughs> it hurt the wall, but it didn't hurt the car. So I, uh, so at any rate, I go down there to do it, and I give the, uh, I give the, like I'm standing there, and this guy drives up and he says, you have any interest in selling this car? I said, not at the moment. He says, do you have a mechanic? I see you, it's like, are you from California? No, I just moved here. He says, well, I have the best mechanic in town, and I sell these kind of cars. So if you want to get a mechanic, here's the guy to call. I had been asking for a good mechanic to show up in my life. Bubble, good mechanic. It's just, you know, it's like these kind of things happen when you're in the question. So what would it take for me to find a good mechanic? What's mm. possibly that I haven't considered? Okay, what's right about this that I'm not getting, that you broke in the middle of the street? Hmm. That's like, those kind of things, it's like those are little things, but those are the little magical moments that give you everything you want. Right. What's the difference between asking a question and being in the question? Well, it's like you want to be the question, not be in the question, nor just ask a question. But asking a question is, you know, like you talked about how do you get there. Well, the first thing is to begin by asking questions. The more you start to ask questions, the more this stuff starts to show up of its own accord. And it's like you start to ask questions, then pretty soon you become a question. When you become a question, everything happens with ease. And that's a greater gift than anything one could imagine. That's phenomenal. I have an, another question for you, Gary. Danielle says, Gary, I've always known that I am magic, but somewhere I gave it up for the desire to have someone else acknowledge or validate it. Is it just a choice do I just choose different, or do I destroy and uncreate where I gave up me? No, nope. you just start choosing again. The thing is that what happens is you can't really give up your ability and your magic, but you can pretend you can. 
and you can set yourself up to fail. And you can, but all of those are the magic we actually have. I mean, we don't ever fail anything unless we decide we're going to fail. <laughs> we have funny. the ability to change all kinds of things. Do we always, you know, do we always do that? No. Yeah, it's like we got to get. Okay, so what kind of magic would I really like to have or be? What am I capable of I haven't considered? So let's uh let's get into that a little bit more around around the questioning. When you are when you wake up in the morning, Gary, from the minute you wake up, are you in the question? Are you asking questions around everything that's occurring in your body, in your life, in well, your relationship? I say more than that, I'm no longer in the conclusion. I gave up all the things that required me to you know, all the things that required me to be in my to do list. You know, mm-hmm. those to do lists you do where you have like, you know, three pages of legal science pad covered with to do lists. I'm looking at mine now. <laughs> yes, I know. And it's like the thing is once you give up those and go, Okay, so what choices do I have here today? You start to see that there are possibilities that you never were possible. You start to see that you oh, I know what I have to do. And do you know what what you have to do? Do you know why you have to do it? Or do you know that you can do it? And when you start to ask, okay, so what can I, you know, what can I do or be today? It's like you uh, open the door. You know, it's like, and I'll wake up and I go, okay, what do I need to accomplish today? And when I go, what do I need to accomplish? All of a sudden things pop in my head like crazy. And as those things pop into my head, I realize what I have to be or do is that. So I will go be or do that, and all of a sudden this magical result occurs. I can accomplish something in 10 minutes other people can't accomplish in, you know, 10 years. Why? Is in the question. Okay, what else is possible I haven't considered? To live as what else is possible that I've never considered is a whole different way of functioning in life. <laughs> Someone just posted. Sounds like a question chain. <laughs> so, so life is a, is a chain of questions that will lead us to our magic. Life is a chain of questions, which are the source of magic. Are the source? It's of like magic. if you don't ask, can't receive. If you're not willing to be whatever it takes to get what you want, and if you're not willing to ask the question, what's it going to take to get this? then the world's not readjusted because the truth is the real magic is allowing the quantum entanglements of the universe to give you everything you really desire. And when That's you fantastic. ask for something, the universe shows you a way to get it without you even realizing you're doing it. Well, I know for myself, since starting in Access, uh, since facilitating Costa Rica, you said a couple of things to me that kind of Threw me for a loop. You gave me a few wedgies, Gary. Thank you. Um, at the I time, <laughs> you're really damn good at that. <laughs> at the time, it was a, a little ouch, uh, but I came home and started creating from a different space, and um, now it's it's just phenomenal. Everything that's popping. I mean, this radio show, the whole channel with. 
13 amazing hosts on here now um, from being in the question of what else is possible. And I didn't think this station or the, the possibility of owning this station into reality. Someone just said, hey, what do you think of this? And I went, hmm, that sounds light. And just to ask some questions around it and started following it without concluding that this was the answer. Exactly. The thing is, it's like if you never go to conclusion, you have a constant state of possibility. Every time you go to conclusion, you lose the possibility of what could be possible. So when our mind starts to say, oh, yeah, and this is going to do this and this will this, you just kind of shut it down? You just kind of run away from your brain? I just go, is that really a question? Mm. And then... You know, it's like, it's Sorry, like you never know what's going to happen. Like I, you know, it's like I think the conclusion that I wanted to soften the lines of our house. Our house was built in the 80s. And it's like in the 80s when, you know, in the 80s they did everything with angles in it. So I, you know, I thought I don't really want to have, you know, it's like I like the softening of this. So I put in flagstone. And I looked at it and I went, this looks like crap. And I went, okay, so what would I have to, you know, I went, oh, my conclusion was sandstone. My conclusion mm-hmm. was not a question. I said, what would it take for this to look great, like some kind of, like, wonderful oasis? And then I ended up putting in brick pathways that were angular, and it worked perfectly. <laughs> and yesterday, so I, you even know, you. a couple of days, yeah. And a couple of days ago, I was given a tree at the, at the present. It's like a 25-foot tree, okay? And so I'm going, okay, where are we going to put this? And we had a spot in mind. It turned out it was, you know, like you couldn't go there because there were too many pipes in that location. So, okay, we're not going to do that. Now what? And so I, you know, I went, okay, so where are we going to put this? And they told me it was a river bird, and it was best if it was near water. I went, well, I got this spot right out here in the front of my house where I have this, this lime tree, and it's filled with water all the time. Every time it rains, it like the giant river forms there. And so I said, well, why don't we put it there? So as they dug down to put this thing in, they tapped into something, that every time they tried to find where it went or where it was coming from and they turned off the water, it didn't work. Because it was actually an artesian well. <laughs> and by planting the tree there, it will now soak up the water and eat it all and do really well. Now, the lime tree that was there, when they took it out to move it, it had a... It had a root ball about the size of a basketball, and it was at least 10 years old. Wow. And I went, oh, well, that would explain that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because they don't like that kind of water. So we planted it in a drier spot, and I thought, oh, it's going to really go into shock. It didn't go into shock. It went into total joy. Oh, thank God I'm not being flooded every day. (laughs) And I went, Okay, this is friggin' bizarre that this should work this way. But it's, you know, it's the bizarrity that's how we create things. Because yeah. literally if we if we ask the question, where should this tree go, grow, 
or go, for example. It's like the tree will answer you. It will give you the information about what's best for it. But we tend not to ask. No. And as a result, we don't end up with the capacity to actually choose. And we right. don't end up seeing all of stuff. Oh, this is fantastic. But we have to take a quick break, Gary, and then we'll come right back. And we've got a few more questions that people have for you. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255, talk, or Canada 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Christine with Gary Douglas. The show is called Denying the Magic. I think it should be called Stop Denying the Magic, Gary. Let's start moving into creating beyond what ever imagined before. We have a question from Dawn. She says, Gary, how do you enter into the functioning at the speed of space outside of time? Well, the thing is, is like if you're willing to function at the speed of space, which is what you as an infinite being actually are, if you're willing to function at the speed of space, what begins to occur is you begin to have things, you begin to have things show up in your life with a degree of rapidity that is almost daunting because everything happens so quick for you. And it's like being willing to function at the feed speed of space is a choice that we have available to it, but most of us do not consider that. And the thing is, it's like what, what I always talk about is, you know, everybody talks about everything's about inner energy, space, and time, and it's like, and the prima materia, the primary building blocks, of life 
are, you know, something that we don't know anything about. Now, the reality is, maybe we do. What if we actually acknowledge the fact that we know things instead of pretending like we don't? Hmm. Yeah. Carol says... Go ahead. If you recognize that you can function in a different way, it's functional. There's no reason not to be able to function. We keep acting like our, you know, our capacity to function is diminished in some way. Is it really, or do we create that diminishment? Yeah. Like, what if we had a different choice? What if we had a different possibility? So that being in a question, being the question, is the recognition that nothing has to be completed. Everything has a possibility. What's actually possible here that I've never considered. Hmm. I'm going to use so that what, one. You know, what, what could, you know, what could really occur if we didn't make it a problem? So Carol says, I'm still a little stuck, like fingernails on a ledge, on the simplicity of all of, it, of this. We've been so well trained that we have to work hard, blah, blah, blah. How do we let go of that work hard bit? Let go. You could do this, too. Try this. Go, what energy, space, and consciousness can my body and I be? It would allow us to totally dissipate all this for all eternity. Hmm. With energy, station, consciousness, can my body and I be? It would allow us to totally handle everything for all eternity. Totally handle all this. Yeah. You know, the thing is, it's like, what if magical thing was just the willingness to ask and the willingness to receive. That's like I pretty much can guarantee that most of you do not have an ability to receive. So if we ha- we don't have the ability to receive, how can we truly be the magic with our receiving? Well, it's more difficult to do that. When you can't truly receive, it's like what you have to do is always be a wrongness in you. Seeking is the recognition that when you are aware of other people's points of view, you don't have to buy them. Like, what if there was no real need for you to, you know, to live your life from the limitation of everything, everybody else's reality? You know, it's like you're hanging on by a nail. And, you know, the other thing I think I would actually recommend is Say ten times in the morning and ten times of the evening. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. Ten times in the morning, ten times in the evening, your life will change. Now, did I believe in this? No, not originally. Why? Because, as a you know, because I didn't think that anything could be that easy. Now, I was lucky or unfortunate, I'm not sure which. I uh, had a situation where my oldest son was really, you know, he was doing drug, sex, and rock and roll. And I had been on every chat line, every, you know, everything I could to try and find a way to actually, uh, to actually 
help this kid, right? And right. so went out, he took, he took off, and he went out in, in my car. And this was, this was, you know, it's like he was in my car, and unfortunately, he had already destroyed two cars. So I went, okay, so it's like you're, you know, it's like you're on the, you're on this thing where you're capable of this, of this thing happening. Like, what would it take for him to come home? And it's like, and I had tried every prayer line and everything that everybody had told me about, and nothing had ever gotten this kid better. So I spent all night going, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory until I fell asleep. I woke up at midnight. He wasn't there. I heard a car door. I go, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. And he wasn't there. And then I... You know, and I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I heard a car door, and it wasn't him, and I did all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. It's like I kept doing it. I kept doing it, and I kept doing it. And the end result was, eventually, what happened at 7 o'clock in the morning when he came home, and I didn't believe all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. I just didn't know what else to do. I'd done everything I knew how to do. And when he got home that morning, he said, I need a drug program. And he went into a drug program and got clean and sober. Hmm. Well, it works. It As works. As you say, it's weird, it's wacky, and it works. Yep. I love That's that. My point. I love that. Thank you. I, I, you know what, Gary? That was one of the first things. I wrote it on my mirrors. I wrote it on sticky notes everywhere. I had it on my phone, and I was doing it constantly. And <laughs> I was driving home from my first foundation level one in, in London with June and Sabina, and I started getting these lights flashing on my car. And I did not have money or time to stop, right? <laughs> and I just kept yeah. saying it over and over and over again. By the halfway home, all the lights were gone. <laughs> That's funny, huh? I love it. <laughs> so, funny part about it is, the really funny part about it is that, uh, you know, girls can do that with cars. They'll go, all of life comes to me with these enjoying cars. They go, okay, five spots and everything just allows it to work. And it works. Us guys, we have so many considerations about it that we can't do that. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, Malika has a question here. We've got so many questions. This is awesome. She says, so can anything be your magic? Is magic only something that some people would call talents? If an infinite being has infinite capacities, is there any personal magic, or is it all something that is available to us, to all of us, and we can just choose what we would like to be magic in those 10 seconds? Like, for well, example... <laughs> Sorry. We do have to choose what we wish to, you know, what we wish to create. And it's like the difficulty is that we have all kinds of people who tell us we can't, and we believe them. The reality is, all the talents and capacities that exist in the entire universe are available to us if we will choose them and not choose to limit us. So buying the lie that we have to learn it or know it is really a limitation. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. 
So we only have a few minutes left, Gary. We could go much longer, I'm sure. There's questions keep pouring in. But tell us where you where you are in the world right now and where you're going next. What's going on with Gary and Access Consciousness? Well, I'm right now I'm here in Texas. Next place I go is Mexico City. I'm doing two and three in Mexico. And it's like if you're smart, you'll come and you know come to Mexico City and do the two and three because let me tell you, it'll be dynamic as all get out. It's one of the things that you know. It's like I've actually been changing the level two and three, and I of course access is a funny thing because we change every class. We never no two classes are ever the same. I've had people who said, oh, that can't be true. I said, okay. And I had one lady who followed me around to 10 different classes, and she said, wow, I so thought you were full of FH when you said that. She said, here, here's 10 bucks, because you know what? You're not. You say <laughs> it changes every time, and it does. Because one of the rules of access is that if, if you believe I'm full of FH and you find <laughs> out I'm not, you have to pay me a dollar. You you can say shit on here, Gary. It's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You can, but if you think I'm full of shit and you find out I'm not, you have to pay me a dollar. That's the deal. <laughs> well, Gary, I thought you were full of shit, and the last time I saw you, I paid you five bucks. So there you go. <laughs> yep. I know. It was great. <laughs> you should just have a jar at the front of your classes. This is my I'm not really full of shit jar. <laughs> I think we should have. I think you're full of shit jar, and, you know, you put your dollar in there. <laughs> you know, this has been amazing. We've only got a few seconds left. Gary, I'm so grateful for everything that you're doing, for all the amazing people in access and, and the awareness everyone is choosing to be. So I can't wait to see you next. I'm not sure where that will be, maybe when you're doing your live streaming of the Foundation Level 1. And uh, for oh. anyone who'd like to uh, connect with Gary, go over to accessconsciousness.com or you can go to garymdouglas.com and learn more about him. Next week, I'm not sure what the magic will be, but I would love to have you come join me. Thank you, everyone in the chat room. Thank you so much, Gary. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for choosing to listen to Inspired Choices Radio Show. Christine McIver will return next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.